Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of discussions with entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. Lawyerist supports attorneys building client-centered and future-oriented small law firms through community, content, and coaching, both online and through The Lawyerist Lab. And now, from the team that brought you the Small Firm Roadmap and your podcast hosts. Hi, I'm Sarah Munder. And I'm Stephanie Everett. And this is episode 453 of The Lawyer's Podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. Today, Sarah is interviewing one of our lab members, Matt Loker, about healthy systems. Today's podcast is brought to you by Postali, Posh Virtual Receptionists, and LawPay. We wouldn't be able to do this show without their support. So stay tuned. We'll tell you more about them later on. So we have news here at Lawyerist. We may have talked about this before, but we're just going to do it again because we just added a whole bunch of stuff, which is we now have an online Lawyerist store. Sounds fun. So what can we find in this Lawyerist store, Stephanie? Well, Sarah, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) We have digital manuals. The team at Affinity has put together all these amazing resources like Word for Lawyers and Office for Lawyers, things that you didn't know you needed in your life, but you really do. I can tell you that I've already started using them. And I was like, oh, I wish I'd known all these things many, many years ago. So you can find our digital manuals, digital courses that help you. Also, there's a time management course. There's an Outlook course. There's a get up and running with Clio course. And then our new favorite thing to talk about, lawyerist swag. So for all of the fans out there that send me emails all the time and they're like, well, where can I get a lawyerist t-shirt? Stephanie, where can they go to get all these things? And by the way, those digital courses, I've seen those orders coming in and they're just flying off the shelf. And so where can they go to get it? Yeah. So the easiest way, of course, we'll put the link in the show notes for this episode. But if you head to lawyerist.com on the upper navigation bar under resources, you'll see a new link on the left there for the store, lawyer store. Go there and you'll find all the links to all these things, including some, um, you can get your own lawyer's podcast swag now. So we're going to have to all get new t-shirts and hoodies and mugs, all the things right there for you. So go check it out. Let us know what you think. Fun, fun. It's about time. Well, here is my conversation with Matt. Hello, this is Matt Loker. I'm the owner of Loker Law, and we're based in the central coast of California. As a practice, we help victims of identity theft take back control of their lives. And we also work with consumers to remedy inaccurate information on their credit reports, as well as inaccurate information on their background check reports. Yeah, you do some very important work in the world. Thank you so much for coming on to the Lawyerist podcast. We wanted to bring you on here today to talk to you about systems, healthy systems. It's one of the, you know, the pillars of what we consider to be a healthy law firm, a healthy business. And you have done some really great things with your <laughs> systems and building those and and building a, a healthy law firm. We've really enjoyed watching you grow since you've been in the lawyerist community and in lab. So thanks again for coming on. Just start off with, you know, how you started your firm and and where you were then and kind of what you wanted to build. Yeah, I appreciate it. So in terms of the firm, we started in December 2019. And that, as you might remember, was right before the world shut down with COVID. 
So we go from thinking that we're going to just, you know, jump right in and hit the ground running and then everything stops. And at first, you know, it was a little scary because my you know, wife doesn't work. She stays home with our girls to, to focus on them. But what the, the slowdown allowed me to do was, you know, look at how can we help all the consumers coming through our door in a way that you know, makes sense and it's consistent from person to person. Because, you know, when we're in the law firm world, we are you know, providing a service to our clients. So we wanted to make sure that each client that comes through receives a consistent you know, service in order to get to the goal that they're looking for. So when we started, you know, I went immediately to Clio for how I would manage all of my, you know, my files and my procedures and all those sorts of things. And to me, it was a, it was a fantastic product that I used for a couple of years. But as I was you know, working within it, you know, I realized that there were certain things that I needed to go outside of Clio for. And when I was thinking about my systems and how I train staff and other attorneys, it started to become complicated in terms of how we are putting together our, our wiki. And our wiki is where we have our internal screenshots and explanations and tutorial videos for how you go from step one for the task all the way through completion. And I realized that I just had to go from you know, Clio to Lawmatics to a share file to you know, any number of things. And it, it just became a little complicated. So you know, I, I started researching and, and came across a, a product called Zoho, Z-O-H-O. And that's another you know, CRM e-signature. They, they have everything. But what was interesting about Zoho is that out of the box, it's nothing like you, you're told that, you know, what the possibilities are, but what you have to do as a user is go in and, and design it. So what Zoho allowed me to do was basically rebuild Clio. And when I say rebuild, that's, it sounds a little more complicated than what it is. It's really just dragging and dropping the fields and having it set up to, to how we want it. And once we started doing that, you know, we we're able to build in the things that we were using other systems for, you know, in order to send automated emails to clients if like the checks deposited or the complaints filed and those sorts of things. But it was all under one roof. And that allowed us to build something that had, you know, step one as the intake all the way down through the post trial appeals and any sorts of thing that happens from there. But it made it more of a, a task management thing, as opposed to a note space decision. So when I say task management, you know, it's really just every single step, like I said, from from start to finish. And once it's done, you click completed and every, anything in between of, you know, in review or in progress and those sorts of things and allowed it to just be linear. So that's where we went from of, you know, really limited to, to no tech, to dabbling in certain things and really settling on on Zoho, which is where we are now. So I'm wondering what you did to prioritize where do you start with creating the systems and then not just coming up with, okay, this is how this should work, but now we're implementing it and we're practicing it and we're rolling it out to the team. How many team members do you have? Uh, right now we have me plus two, per one attorney and one paralegal. Okay. Yeah. So where did you start? <laughs> yeah. And in terms of that, that implementation, what was, what was nice about it is, you know, Elizabeth Wagner, the, the attorney with our office is, and we worked together before at a, a different law firm, and we had a similar vision as to how we wanted our cases to go. So what we started with was just getting a, a basic place to input our data so we could track the cases. And then what we were doing was we were trying to figure out 
where were we duplicating efforts in terms of you know updating the clients, updating the, the cord or, or anything that required duplication? And we wanted to, to focus on that because those, those updates to the clients are, are very important. You know, a vast majority, almost, almost 100% of the clients come through our door are first-time litigants. So they don't know what initial disclosures are or what it means when we receive discovery. And that was one of the deficiencies that we had on our end. Some clients were getting notice of, this is why we need evidence and, or sorry, this is why we need your documents and witnesses for the initial disclosures. Where they weren't receiving updates about when we receive discovery, you know, what is discovery? You know, we were always sending them a copy, so they were in, in the loop, but they're lacking an explanation. So, you know, again, first we started with, you know, this is just where we're importing information. Then we went to how can we ensure that every single client on every single case is receiving the, the same input. And that, you know, was one of the things that was important to us because we didn't want one client to be fully informed and, you know, get a good result along the way. And then the next client to be completely in the dark, you know, still get a good result, you know, hopefully, but not know how we got there. So the people that, that we represent want to know what's happening and you know, want updates as the, the file is being touched. And those were things that we built into Zoho. Initially, before we got to that, I was using a system called Text Expander, which I still use. I think it's come up before quite a few times on a podcast. But with Text Expander, what you can do is put in a snippet. You know, just sticking with initial disclosures, for example. So if I would type into my subject matter on email, period 26A, it would populate the subject of the email to say witnesses and documents. Then it would populate the, the body of the email to be multiple paragraphs explaining what are initial disclosures in terms of federal litigation and what do we need from the client. And also gives them a place to upload documents securely to us. And again, you know, that was, that was great. It saved us a lot of times in terms of, you know, explaining what initial disclosures are, but it was only as reliable as the attorney or the staff member remembering to send it to the client. So now what we have in terms of our system within Zoho Projects is you get to the, the judge being assigned and having a case number, click complete. That's one of the emails that it sends out automatically within a couple of days to the client. So those are really the, the things we wanted to focus on is how do we take off those you know, small things that we need to remember and ensure that the client still gets it and, and still is in a loop in, in terms of every step of the way. Yeah, so important. That's so aligned with our vision for how we see law firms running, which is the way that we say it is we want to make sure that every client gets the same amazing experience that leaves them feeling more secure and relieved. And it doesn't depend on, like you say, the mood of your staff on any given day or, you know, what happens to everybody's to-do list that day. It's automated and it's well thought out in advance and it's an intentional client experience. So what that does, and I'm sure you can testify to this, is that it not only gives the client a better experience, but it saves you guys a lot of time and hassle and probably a lot of questions from clients too. Have you found it to be beneficial internally as you've improved these systems? Absolutely. And in terms of developing the systems, number one, I, I stole, frankly, stole quite a bit of my ideas from, from lawyers. So I, I appreciate that just in terms of you know, how these communications go out and, and when. And since they are going out regularly, you know, we were touching base the client just through going from step one to the conclusion of the case 
we're touching base with him at a minimum, you know, every other week. And that was hard for us to do without those automations, because it takes time to even just open up an email and, and chime in with them or pick up the phone and call them. But this way, you know, they're getting those communications regularly. What was interesting about developing those is the the first iteration of my automated communications, I thought were, you know, very fancy and professional looking. They included my logo and, you know, a signature from me and, and all those sorts of things coming through the email. But I realized as we were using that, that people weren't opening them, you know, because we could see the, the click rate and the open rate and all those sorts of things. And people just assumed that those fancy looking emails were you know, boilerplate and, you know, not really something for them to be worried about or, or look at. So as I noticed that, you know, all of the important information I wanted to convey, I changed it away from that fancy looking template to a place where it just looks like a regular email from me or whoever is clicking send. So that was that was interesting. So it's really cut down on the number of phone calls I've received from clients just wondering what's happening. And I've gotten a lot of positive feedback as we close out our cases. You know, we we send a request for a review on our various you know places where we're marketing. And we also have a, a form we ask them to fill out just about how we did so we can adjust that and, and do better from case to case to case. And the communication is always one of the things that the clients emphasize about you know, what they like about working with us. You know, they felt in a loop. They didn't feel unsure. They didn't feel like we forgot about their case because there's this constant communication. So that's been a really big plus for us. Yeah, that's always the number one complaint <laughs> against law firms and working with lawyers is lack of communication, for sure. I mean, I've been on that side and I know how when you're dealing with legal issues, I mean, most people don't want to have to be dealing with legal issues. Let's be real, right? No one wants to have to work mm -hmm. with an attorney for the most part for most things and whatever we can do to make their lives easier so they can sleep better at night. That's a gift to them, but it's going to result in us being more profitable and more efficient. Exactly. So let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. And then when we come back, I want to find out how you prepare them for all that and what to expect. The Lawyers Podcast is brought to you by Posh Virtual Receptionists. As an attorney, do you ever wish you could be in two places at once? You could take a call while you're in court, capture a lead during a meeting, or schedule an appointment with a client while you're elbow deep in an important case? Well, that's where Posh comes in. Posh is a team of professional, U.S.-based live virtual receptionists who are available 24-7, 365. They answer and transfer your calls so you never miss an opportunity. With Posh handling your calls, you can devote more time to billable hours and building your law firm. And the convenient Posh app puts you in total control of when your receptionist steps in. So if you can't answer, Posh can. And if you've got it, Posh is always just a tap away. With Posh, you can save as much as 40% off your current service provider's rates. Even better, Posh is extending a special offer to Lawyerist listeners. Visit posh.com forward slash Lawyerist to learn more and start your free trial of Posh Live Virtual Receptionist Services. That's posh.com forward slash Lawyerist. And by LawPay. Don't be the last to discover why the legal industry is raving about LawPay Pro. Say goodbye to manually recording your working hours and chasing down late payments. Accurately track time, reclaim billable hours, and get paid faster with all the billing and invoicing features you need in one easy-to-use tool. Plus, plans start as low as $19 per month per user. Visit www.lawpay.com lawyerist to learn more. And by Post Holly. At Lawyerist, 
We know marketing is an essential piece of a firm's growth strategy. While marketing may be on your radar, the branding process is often glossed over. Our partners at Postali can develop your law firm brand. Postali is a full-service marketing agency working with attorneys nationwide. Their team will guide you through an exercise and then deliver a blueprint that powers your firm's internal operations, visual identity, and marketing efforts. Branding is more than just a logo and color palette. Taking the time to define your target audience, vision, and core values will ensure that you have a well-aligned internal team ready to help you set and achieve your growth goals. Visit postdolly.com slash branding to get started. I'm back with Matt Loker, and we're talking about systems, and you brought up some really awesome specific things to maybe think about implementing into the client journey in systemizing the process to make sure that every client has an amazing experience, that they know what's happening with their case or with their file or with their trial, and even going as far as to systemize asking for reviews at the end. Mm -hmm. And, And I'll just throw in there, you know, you can ask for reviews at any point in the process. And so I'm wondering, I have two things that I'm wondering how you've done this. So first of all, when you onboard a new client, how do you set them up for what's to come? Like, do you give them a welcome packet or do you explain to them, here's the emails that you're going to get along the journey and here's how we're going to update you? What does that look like? Yeah, exactly. So we want to make sure that they have our expectations of how the case is going to go uh, align with our client's expectations. And the way we do that really starts with the intake. So I give them a brief overview as I'm discussing the case with the consumer about, you know, if we get to litigation, what does that look like? Because again, you know, most of our clients only know about litigation from, you know, the movies like Suits or, you know, John Grisham books or movies, what have you. So I try to give them an, an insight just as we're developing that relationship right from the intake about what to expect. And then once we get to the stage where they sign a retainer with the firm, there's a drip campaign that tells them about litigation. So just a very high overview of, you know, step one of following the the complaint to the discovery process, depositions and trial. So that gives them a sense of what's the the linear progression of the case. We go from, you know, A to B. Then as we're getting further into the case and we actually get to the written discovery stage or actually get to the deposition stage, they get a more detailed email about what this actual stage is. So we, we try to you know, give them the overview to begin with so they're not surprised. Like, oh, opposing counsel wants to depose me. Is that normal? Is that weird? Did I do something wrong? So we just try to give them very brief information right up front so they know this is just how litigation goes and it's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, and we know that people need to hear the same thing repeated <laughs> over and over <laughs> again. And so I'm sure it only helps to just, you know, repeat those reminders along the way. So what do you do then to ensure that your client journey is optimum, that things are continuing to improve as, you know, as the world changes and improves? Like, do you every once in a while look at your client journey and your systems and like, do you systemize the process of systemizing? Is this like Mm -hmm. a quarterly thing? What do you do to keep up to date? Right. And there's a couple of things. So it's an ongoing, you know, ever developing process where, you know, initially I'm sitting down and 
you know, thinking about how litigation goes and I type out the particular system or, you know, update our flow of the case. And I think it's fantastic. Then someone else actually uses it and like, well, this doesn't make sense. So then we'll go through and, and, and modify. And what's nice about that is, you know, I, I teach over at the San Luis Obispo College of Law and so does Elizabeth Wagner for my office. So we're constantly getting new students into our firm as, as interns and eventual associates as well. So we're getting a lot of fresh eyes on our systems. And, you know, that's been really helpful in adapting things because they show us, okay, well, your step two, three, and four were this, but it made sense for me to go through C, D, and E. And we're also getting that feedback from our clients as well when I ask them what did they like and what did they not like about how we did things. So we're constantly changing the systems in, in that regard. And then, you know, beyond that, we don't just simply rest upon the systems to hope that they do well because it is you know computer based and we do think that everything's going to go from you know step a and you know so on and so forth but what we also do regularly is go through our our cases with the the attorneys in our office so i have a a big vibe board here in my office which is just like a 55 inch screen it's a touch screen so we can open up where are we in each case and it has an internet access so we can look at the flow chart for each case look at where we are in terms of documents and review them together and just make sure that everything is lining up, you know, check communications, those all go through. So it, it's not just a matter of, you know, building and pushing play and you never touch the systems again. It's always just making sure that things are lining up and everyone's, you know, as happy as possible. You know, because like you said, Sarah, like, you know, people don't come to, you know, lawyers when, when things are going well and when they're happy. Emotions are high, you know, and we're dealing with identity theft and, credit reporting issues. And it, you know, it feels like things are over in in essence, you know, people's financial lives are are ruined. And that feels like everything is ruined. So we always want to make sure that we're receiving that feedback and implementing it. It's not just receive the feedback and put in the trash cans, like, oh, we disagree, we're great. And we we try to look at it objectively and, and make the changes that we can. Yeah, great job. It's amazing. It made me think of the analogy for some reason of of an airplane and how, you know, you're saying you don't just set it and forget it. It's mm-hmm. an ever evolving improvement, iterative process to make the client experience better and more efficient for you guys. And it's like, yeah, an, an airplane flies on autopilot, but every single flight that goes out still has a number of checks to make sure that those things are working properly because there is a lot at stake. And with you and law firm owners, there's a lot at stake because it's not just your license, it's people's lives. And then if they don't have a good experience at any step of the way, that could be, you know, bad review for you. So it seems like you're really going through constantly and thinking about how can we make this better? How can we make this better? So what what's next on the horizon for you? Yeah, so in, in, in terms of, of what's next, you know, what we want to do on our end is, you know, take the firm to what we consider to be the next level. So for the past, you know, three or four years, I've been developing the systems with a goal in mind of, you know, expanding to hire additional attorneys and additional support staff. So, you know, where we're looking right now is, you know, the, the way we quantify it is revenue. Not necessarily because we're, you know, obsessed with the money. You know, obviously, it's a good thing and everyone's in business to make money. But it's just, you know, the objective criteria that we can look at. So I see the next step being, you know, gross revenue of, you know, $10 million. That's my goal. 
I'm just going to put that out into the universe and I want to do it by the end of, of 2025. And we've been thinking about, you know, how do we get there? You know, how many cases do we need to bring in in order to hit, you know, $10 million? So that what we did in order to really get the objective and, you know, just numbers was go through and build out our analytics, which was a borderline obsession with mine. I thought I was obsessed with the tech. The tech was very fun. But as we're going through and building out analytics, it's just, you know, such valuable insight into the business. And it's not just financial analytics. You know, the consumer calls and during your intake, like, well, if we go forward to litigation, is this going to take two years? And my answer is always no. You know, it's only going to take about six to eight months. But with the analytics, what we're doing is we're putting in, you know, the exact amount of time. So we know that the average case life is 192 days. So I was right in a sense that it was between six and eight months. It's just over six months for our average case life. But we have those, those concrete answers for clients now. So the, the analytics just helped us get a, a clearer sense of, you know, how do we meet those goals as opposed to just, you know, I think this is how we get there. And, and I think this is what we need to do. But that, that is the next goal for the firm. Yeah, super exciting. And I love that you're setting big goals and then working backwards to figure out, you know what, no BS, what would it take to get there? Exactly. And I know you can do it. Well, amazing work. I mean, thanks for coming on and sharing about how you run your firm and how you've gotten to where you are. It's just been so cool to work with you and help you and, and watch you grow and have you in the lab community. Is there any last piece of advice that you'd love to leave our listeners on systems? And it's really just to get started. So one of the things that can be overwhelming is the fact that it does require constant changes and improvements. But you have to keep in mind that, you know, the, the first time is the hardest. The first time is when you're sitting down and putting, you know, pen to paper or, you know, putting into your computer and from scratch. But after that, it's really just tweaking, tweaking those discrete pieces that didn't function the way that you, you thought they would. So that was really something that held me back. It's like, well, I have so many cases. I don't know when I'm going to sit down and, and do all of this. But running those systems, you know, developing those systems rather, helped me litigate those ongoing cases that I had better and more efficiently so that I can take on more cases and eventually bring on more people. So it's really just step one. So if you're listening to the podcast, you know, I'm assuming that you know, you've taken that first step of thinking about what those systems are and thinking about what you need to do in order to prove. So now it's just, you know, putting it down and, and testing it. Yeah, that's great advice. You know, why not start with one thing? What's the number one thing that if you improved would make the biggest impact in the way that your law firm runs? You know, what's one thing you could do this year by the end of the year? And then you think about, all right, well, what needs to happen? What can I focus on this next quarter in order to get that momentum roll in and to get in the game and to just start making improvements. And then, like you said, you just go from there. I love it. Exactly. Well, thank you, Matt Loker, for coming on to the Lawyers Podcast. And we will stay tuned for the, the $10 million mark that we know you're going to hit. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate it. And you know, everything that you've done and Lawyers has done for me, I really appreciate it. The Lawyers Podcast is edited by Brittany Felix. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discuss here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Here are your first two steps. First, if you haven't read the Small Firm Roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free 
at lawyerist.com forward slash book. Looking for help beyond the book? Let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to lawyerist.com forward slash community forward slash lab to schedule a 10 minute call with our team to learn more. The views expressed by the participants are their own and are not endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you.